So the listeners who know me personally have asked me why I don't talk about business on BU. Well, the reason is because it just didn't feel right. I was following my gut, my heart, and my intuition. And now I know that the time is now. So I'm really, really happy about a decision that we made at BU. And that is to create a spinoff channel. So if you go over to bu.supercast.tech, you will discover BU in business. On that platform, I will share all things sales, marketing, team building, attraction marketing, building a business without sacrificing your integrity, your values, your energy, and yourself. I did it the wrong way for a lot of years. I was the queen of hustle and grind. And yes, I did build a very substantial business that I was proud of, but it came at a huge cost. And a lot of women are out there building businesses, sacrificing themselves. I'm excited to share with you what I learned and the evidence I have to prove that that new way of building business as myself, the real version of myself, without being cookie cutter, without sacrificing what really made sense to me in my heart, how that brought me more growth and more income than I had ever made with so much less effort. I've lived through both the before and the after, and I'm excited to teach you everything that I figured out the hard way. I will save you years and years of mistakes and painful lessons. And I realize that now is the time to do that. I'm truly, truly, truly all in with this. And I can't wait to get into that with you and go as deep as you want to go. You'll be able to interact with me. You'll be able to make suggestions about episodes, ask me questions. And I think you're going to be very refreshed by what you see over there. It's not what you're seeing everywhere on social media and in other programs. I'm going to be so real and raw and honest with you. And my greatest joy is going to be empowering women to be hugely successful without feeling drained, without feeling that relationships are strained, and without feeling like there's nothing left for you. There's a better way to build. And I'm going to show you how. So meet me over on Supercast and we'll get started together. You know, when you come across someone in life, even if it's online, it doesn't have to be in person, and you just know, and you know, and you know that you were meant to meet them, that you know that they're going to be in your life in some capacity for probably a while. Well, I just had that experience with Kelly Brock, who you're about to hear from. I am so thrilled that I stumbled across her. But of course, it wasn't an accident because I know it was divine intervention. When you feel drawn and you feel called to anything, there's a reason. And I felt drawn to Kelly. And she has such a great story. She was very successful in her career and got to the point where she felt itchy and felt the desire and the inkling and the nudge. Maybe there's more for me. Maybe maybe this isn't it. And decided to follow that, which can be very scary. She's a wife and a mom, a coach, and she's our guest today. So there's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve at the highest level unless it comes at the expense of your health and your harmony. On the surface, Kelly had it all together. She had been running a successful network marketing business for more than a decade and was highly respected in the field. But on the inside, She was struggling. She had become so addicted to achievement that she was neglecting her relationships and her health. And that's when her body forced her to stop. Creator of the Peaceful Performer Movement, she knows that it's possible to live a life of both peace and profit. And she is here to share it with as many women as possible. I am so glad she followed that calling. And we need more of that, don't we? On this podcast, in this community, we speak that language, don't we? We know how important it is to stop 
worshiping busy hustle and achievement. And she's our girl. And here's Kelly Brock. There is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Okay, so here I am with Kelly Brock, and I am more than excited. We have been talking for, Kelly, we've been talking for 51 minutes. (laughs) We can't help it. We're wired together. Yes. So, oh gosh, they already heard me tell them all about you and why I'm excited to have you in front of this beautiful audience. But I want to say to you that what I see in you is just this beautiful, creative, powerful, intentional, yet really gentle, intuitive, humble person. That's how I see you. Thank you. And I'm I'm already a fan and I'm so glad that we've connected and God brought us together and it was definitely meant to be. And so, you know, today is going to be a bit of just story time. I think it's just going to unfold and I, I would love for you to share anything about your story that you feel needs to be shared or you'd like to share. And through that, I know is going to come a lot of wisdom because you've had a lot of success, but also as important as success is so much internal growth. And you're just shifting every moment, which is so beautiful. So, you know, who is Kelly and who is she in the world? And and how did you get to where you are now? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. So, you know, my former story is I spent 10 years being a leader in network marketing and I was successful on paper and in person. And I, I was a leader and influencer for our company. And what I know about myself is I've been a high achiever always. And network marketing ended up just being the place that I started to grow that ambition as an entrepreneur. And a couple years ago, I started to wake up to the fact that I had started to manifest in my life anxiety and depression. And it actually came right when my son was born. So I thought it was postpartum depression. And I think it was, but it didn't ever go away when I stopped feeling the motherhood feelings. I realized I had these physical symptoms of not being able to breathe and not having energy for my business anymore and just really having mental fog and all these physical symptoms. And so I started going to doctors and they were like, oh yeah, you've got anxiety and depression. I was like, um, hi, no, my life's amazing. Love my career. I love my family, love my life. I'm fine. And I'm the most positive person I've ever known. So what else could it be? And they were like, your textbook. But I was so positive. I didn't see it on myself. And that led me into a journey of saying, okay, if what these four doctors now in a row have told me is real, I got to figure out how to deal with this because if I created this in me, maybe I could create a solution to get it out of me because I hadn't always been broken. I hadn't always been sick. I hadn't always felt like my business and my life was exhausting me. So I went on this personal journey, which led me to walking away from my entire career, which was a shock to me because I thought, oh, I'll just go get healthy. And then I'll keep doing this because this is where I said I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And it ended up not being a part of my future. And I walked away and decided to create the container I wished I had always been a part of, which is what I call peaceful performer. I thought there's no life 
of mine that doesn't look like high performance and purpose, but I've got to find a way to do this peacefully. And so I started just leading this journey and now hundreds of women have joined in to say like, let's figure this out because there's got to be a way that we can have really profitable, amazing lives in life and business, but without the expense of, of our peace. And so it's kind of led me to this movement that I'm on right now. Mm. Oh my gosh. So going back to that decision of leaving, it doesn't matter if it's leaving teaching or being a hairstylist or network marketing. It's like, how did that happen? So you, you do the inner work and you realized, what did you realize that caused you to say, I can't do that here? Or do you think it was just that you were being called to inspire women in a different way? Like, why did you leave that container to go create your own? Do you know? The answer was yes and yes. So let me go backwards a little bit. I was married to my identity. I thought all of my future ambitions and my big purpose on my life was going to happen in that company. So I remember being in church one day, literally at this vision came to me that I was praying for God to fix my husband and fix my team and fix my finances and fix my kids and fix my health. And I literally saw myself white knuckling my business. I had yet to ask him, is this for me? Mm. Is this supposed to be healed in any way? And I remember opening up my physical hands to just like pray and being like, oh my gosh, what if that's it? I had never considered that my healing or that my life would ever evolve without that company because I fell in love. And at one point, you know, I think we can be just as powerfully called to something as we can be called away from something. And I didn't realize that until that moment that what if this was just a season and not a forever thing? And so I started going, okay, was that real? Is this true? And I started just taking a step back from this identity of I'm always going to be this version of myself and going, okay, well, if if this isn't it, what would I want? Who would I be? If I'm going to redefine, what do I want? And I started for the first time getting conscious to what would my life look like? And I started defining it in ways that were outside of that container. So even with my clients right now, a lot of times they'll come to work with me and they'll say, okay, I want you to help me find my purpose as a coach in this network marketing business, as a podcaster, as as an author. I go, okay, well, what if we took the containers off first? Because so many times we put our dreams in these containers that have ceilings and we have no idea what we actually want because we've constantly been bending them to fit. That's like the story of Kelly Brock's life. Like, I walk in rooms and I go, oh, who do I need to be here? How do we win here? Oh, oh, do we do we cuss here? Do we joke here? Are we casual here? Do we wear gym clothes here? Like I go, who do I need to be? Because I can blend. And that was is a strength of mine, but also such a weakness that I started to not even know what I wanted. When I when I was like, what do I want? I was like, oh my God, why don't I know what I want? Why don't I know what I want? And so that journey of unidentifying, honestly, it felt like a season of mourning and a season of wilderness where I was kind of like privately in my own mind and heart and head going, what am I going to do if I'm not this version of me? Because I didn't know what even my career, I was 22 when I started my career. I mean, all of my adult life, I had been this one version but when I started taking a step back, I just thought, I think I have to admit I want more than what's right here. And so then I said, okay, well, what's not fitting? And I started asking myself questions like, what do I need to release that's no longer serving me? And at some point at the end of that question became that career, became that company. And it was like a death had happened. Because not only did I walk away from, oh, this is who I've always been, I walked away from a lot of people who said, hey, if you're not going to be this version, not sure you're relevant to my life anymore. And that was my biggest fear. And that was really hard to go through. 
Yeah. So you know (laughs) that I can relate to that story. It's like you're telling my story. I remember sitting in a movie theater, watching the Elton John movie with my husband. And it's similar to your experience in church. He was sharing with someone, I don't remember who, who he really was, which was a gay man. And in that movie, he just wanted to be himself. And he wanted freedom. And when he shared that, I had the same open hands experience that you had. I didn't even know the words were going to come out of me. I turned to my husband and I grabbed his arms and tears were pouring down my face. And I said, I don't want to do it anymore. And he goes, do what? And I looked at him and he looked at me and I go, and I said the name of my company. And he goes, what? I said, I don't. I don't. And it was just witnessing someone choosing their truth stirred up the desire in me to choose my truth. And you just sharing that story reminds me it's just such a powerful, powerful decision to make. And I just want to commend you for being willing to do something so courageous, knowing a lot could have blown up relationships, reputation, loss of income, I'm sure. It was courageous, honestly. It was the most courage I'd ever had in my life. And I remember there was about 90 days before I walked away from when I first had this like major, yes, it's clear, there's going to be an end. And I remember looking at my husband saying, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry that I, I don't want this anymore. And crying, saying like to myself, like, why can't you just be happy? Why can't this just be enough? Everybody else is happy enough. And I cried at at our kitchen table thinking just, why can't this be enough? But once you know, you can't unknow. Once I've expanded, I can't return back to my former version of myself. And so there was two options. I either stay and keep everybody comfortable and suffocate in my own life. Or I take this risk of saying, I might fall, I might fail, we might lose money, I might lose friends, I might you know, be shamed, who knows. But I'd finally know what I was capable of. And above anything else, I was, I am so unwilling to live, to get to the end of my life and realize that I didn't use it all. That I was too afraid to just expand and experience. And so I started to just say, it's going to be worth it. But I remember feeling like I'm not strong enough to handle what's going to happen on the other side. That's my biggest fear. And, you know, For me, I I prayed about the right time to make that move. But there, it's what I know to be true. It's a a peace that surpasses all understanding. Because the day that I had an exit, the day that it all, all the things I'd ever feared happened, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be okay. Somehow, this is going to be supernaturally supported because I know it in my core. It was almost like one of the biggest first spiritual experiences I'd ever had because I didn't know how to deny other than I just know. I remember someone being like, what are you going to do? How are you going to make money? Are you going to another company? Are you doing this thing? And I was just like, I don't know, but I just know I'm not supposed to be here anymore. And I was like, and that's all I needed to say. And I decided to move exclusively forward towards this new direction. And I chose not to turn around. And I've been like 12 versions of myself in the last year and a half since that happened. And it's been the most amazing and expansive uh, thing that's ever happened. And my, my family and my health and my life has opened up in possibilities that I literally didn't even know. I, we're talking on a podcast right now. Never thought I'd be on a podcast a year and a half ago. I listened to them. I thought, oh, how cool one day. And now it's like, well, do you want me to count the amount of podcasts? Do you want me to tell you about the podcast? I know I'm going to have for myself now. All of these possibilities were only available to me on the other side of my obedience to say, I don't know how, but I do know it's for me. Yes. And the only reason you have this is because you had that other experience, right? It was so meant to be. Yes. You were You were being polished and groomed for this, and you didn't even know it. And the walk away, the walk away was the big final piece of growth for you. Because if you had not done that, 
you would not be the Kelly Brock that I see on Instagram that all these people are paying to coach them. Absolutely. You couldn't have just said, oh, I was successful in another career. Okay, who cares? Everybody was. (laughs) But no, I walked away from certainty and I stepped fully into uncertainty and I still was certain that things were going to work out. Okay, now that's someone I will pay. But Jill, I, I almost wish more people would like marinate on that for a second because so many people leave an old thing, whatever that was, a marriage, a relationship, a, a friend group, a career path, whatever it was. And they want to talk shit about that old way. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's because of that experience that I'm here. Yep. I, so I would like to thank that whole experience, the, the good and the bad. Life to me is kind of like this pendulum. And a lot of people play in the middle, you know, on one side, they've got this love and success and achievement and deep meaning. And on the other side, you've got risk and failure and pain and sorrow. And so many people are afraid to risk themselves for the fear or the loss that could happen that they never experience the depths of how big and deep love and success and joy and fulfillment. We've got to have that dichotomy of the other side. So I I don't have to live in a pain story of the hardship that happened from it. Thank you for teaching me more about who I don't want to be when someone changes. Or thank you for teaching me about the beauty of the ones who did love me when I left. Or thank you for teaching me you know, more about what I'm capable of and my strength because of those moments where I was crying by myself. I know you know that well. There's that intimacy that comes with both sides of that same coin. Yeah, and this is inspiring to me. So to be transparent, I'm not totally there yet. We talked before we hit record just about, I love the way you say supernaturally supported. I've never heard that term before. And we've talked about synchronicity and intuition and things happening for a reason. Well, I just looked down as you were talking and realized, you ready for this? Wait. This episode today that everyone's listening to is released on the day that my gag order and non-compete has expired. Wow. So we're pre-recording this, so it's not a significant day to me. And then I looked down, I'm like, oh my goodness. Of course, of course. Of course. God put her here in this moment to remind you, Jill, stop being negative. You know, I I am grateful for all the people who continue to be friends with me and supported me. And I totally get what you said. And I believe it 100% that that was meant to be. And I'm still pissed off. (laughs) I'm still, I haven't processed the forgiveness that I need to process. So thank you for reminding me that I'm still angry for the people that talked horribly about me and made up stories about me and said reasons I was leaving that wasn't true and just, you know, censored me and put a muzzle on me just for asking questions. And even to hear me now, you can hear the emotion still. That was a reminder that it's okay to not like it and it's okay to say that it's wrong, but I do need to process that for my own peace, you know, so I can move on. Can I share something that helped me? Yeah. These are real human emotions that you're experiencing. You should feel them. You should ask them questions. You should, you should not suppress it because I lived a long time suppressing my own truth and not getting what I needed out of that. But one of the things that helped me, I think, to move faster through this was I almost don't need to forgive something that I can totally understand. So I can understand why people would act this way. Do I agree with it? Do I accept it? Absolutely not. But I can understand why people who have no ability to understand what I'm talking about might act this way, right? You can understand why someone who is hurting hurts other people. I can understand now that I know what groupthink means. Groupthink means that we have this tight-knit group of people who we work together so well that we conform and we actually close out others. We, we think our way of being is the best way. And I was a part of that. So I can understand that in my religion or my network marketing company or my friend groups. So I- instead of needing to heal totally, I just started to say, I can actually understand how you from this point of view may see me. And I don't have to try to explain myself to you. 
And I don't have to reconcile with that. I can literally just go, I understand and move on because I can't change you. We, we know we can't change people. What I have control over is myself and my own healing. And for me, I also had to do a little forgiveness. I, I have a saying that I teach often with my clients because guess who I attract? Women just like me, right? Women who go, I, I want to change. Like I, I want to grow and I'm a little nervous about it. And I almost need permission to do it. And I've watched you do it. And so show me how. And one of the things we have to do is the saying that I say to them and myself is, I forgive myself for who I was before I knew. Yeah. I forgive myself for who I was before I knew. I forgive myself for seeing people as dollars. I forgive myself for seeing moments of connectedness as opportunities to network. I forgive myself for judging people and being an opportunist or, or whatever it was. So for me, Jill, I'm so grateful for the healed and healing place that I'm in that gives me a higher perspective of people and of life. And the people who are still hurting, they're just not there. And I can understand. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for that. And it's so fascinating, isn't it? How people will behave uh, through their fear. You know, so when I look at the, I will say brutal way I was treated by some people at the corporate level who I loved and respected. I realized through what you're saying, it's a reminder that they were terrified because I scared the shit out of them mm-hmm. because I was challenging the group think. I was trying to wake people up. I was saying, hello, hello, things could be different. We could be better. It doesn't have to be this way. Look what I'm learning as I'm looking at other companies. Hey, by the way, why is this like this? And why is this like that? And they were so afraid. I was such a confrontation and an interruption to that group think that the only thing they knew how to do was to get rid of me. And I realized, truly, as you said that, I realized that I need to apply what you just shared, which is I get why they acted that way because they didn't know any better. They were terrified and they didn't know how to act. And well, yeah. And group think. So whenever you hear group think, also think fear leadership. If anyone is telling you to be afraid of anything, question that because that overbearing leadership makes it difficult for people to have a different opinion. And that belief that says, others, if anyone's talking about an other, they're afraid. Why do we need to be afraid of things that challenge us? Where does innovation comes from? Innovation comes from the challenging of old ways of being. And so it's the same, you know, similar for me, people said, don't connect with her, because if you're around her, she's going to warp your thinking. And it's like, I actually had someone come in the DMs one time, and she was like, if I work with you, are you going to tell me to leave network marketing? She wasn't <laughs> even in my old company. And I said, absolutely not. I said, I have nowhere to take you. I have no one I need you to be. What I will do is challenge you to think for yourself. Amen to that. That's what you're not getting in any tight knit group. I mean, I've been in mastermind programs and things like that, where even we all circle with each other. And it's like, at some point, we, we've got to branch out or we all start talking the same, thinking the same, believing the same. And what some of the best blessings that have come from my life that have that are the version of me, Jill, that attracted us together. Literally, you would not have been attracted to the version of me two years ago. This version of me has come from the fact that I have challenged the way I do business, the way I define success, the way I feel like I'm going to make a meaningful impact the way I experience God. Like all of that has become because I challenged the way I first thought. One of my favorite questions, oh, please listeners, write this down. It'll change your life. What else might be true here? Mm. What else might be true here? This is the only way I can have success and make an impact on the lives of others and make a lot of money. Oh, oh gosh, wait, no, it's not. What else might be true? I had agreed to one way of business and one way of life. Well, this is the only way that I can have a connection with God in church doors in this way. Oh, wait, how interesting. It's not. I thought in my marriage, I needed my husband to act a certain way 
and that he was the problem. Well, what else might be true? The what else might be true is Kelly. He's not the problem. You're the problem. Oh my god, I'm a part of the problem. He's he's not the broken one. Am I? And I'm the angel in the relationship. So all of a sudden, that gave me new eyes. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. Hundred percent. So when I started going, wait, how do other people see it? Oh, how do you see it, Jill? How do I see it, Kelly? Had all of a sudden that collaboration, that diversity, that challenging has given me such an expansive and big world. And I, listen, if I'm triggering some of your listeners, I pray that I trigger you to question the way you live, the way you think, the way you work, because let me be a positive trigger for you to get some self-awareness and consciousness to your life to just start asking some big questions. I had stopped asking big questions of my life. And when I started, I started going, oh my God, I might think something new. That's scary. Also totally inviting. I think I want to head that direction. And that's where more of the fullness and the good stuff has come from is on the other side of those big questions. Mm. So as you stepped out into the unknown, Mm -hmm. how long was it before you, you said you were several versions of yourself? Maybe share a few of those versions with us. And how long was it before, and you're still growing every day, but before you really said, okay, I think this is my dharma. This is my calling. This is what I, I know I have these strengths and talents and I know I have, you know, something to say, but I get that it's going to be in a way that's going to be, you know, coaching women and educating women. How did that come about? So let me take you back to the start because when I first started heading in this direction and I started asking myself, okay, well, if I wasn't this version of me, what would I want? And I was like, I don't even know what I want. So I first started with asking myself every single day, I started journaling at night, where did I lean in? Where did I light up? I literally didn't even know what made me happy. I was like runaway bride. I don't know how I like my (laughs) eggs because whoever I was with, I was like, I love these kinds of eggs. And I had to start saying, what do I actually like? And so every night I would journal, I'd be like, oh my gosh, okay. I I listened to a podcast. I saw myself lighting up, imagining, asking people questions. I'm just going to write that down. Oh, I was on Zoom today. I loved the idea of doing digital work and being with people and teaching them from wherever I am. Oh my gosh, I traveled. I loved that. Oh, I was with my kids and we were dancing and laughing. That lights me up. I just started making note of those things so that I could keep saying yes to the things that gave me life and energy and saying no to the things that I needed to release that were, were draining me. So all year long, I just kept being in this reflection and refinement, reflection and refinement. I mean, I had two courses going at the same time with multiple one-on-one coaching clients. And I, this last year at one period, and I was like, I don't like this. Okay. What do I like? Do I like, how many clients? Do I like one client, two clients, three clients? All of a sudden I found there was a threshold of how many one-on-ones I didn't like or I liked. Yeah. But I had to ask myself these yes or no questions. Do I like group coaching? I love it. Do I love speaking on IGTV and lives? I love it. Do I love going on podcasts? Yes. So I, I have continued to evolve. And so if you're to ask me, when did I find it? I mean, I feel like I'm in the most finding of it at this very moment that we're talking to each other. Because most recently, I even had a deeper spiritual awakening where I had more epiphanies for myself. But I've given myself permission that I'm allowed to be a leader and a work in progress at the same time. Mm. And why I say that too, Jill, is because I have always craved arriving and the destination mentality. And some of that was absolutely enhanced by your experience in that industry. It's all about, here's the carrot. Oh, we moved it. Here's the carrot. Here we moved it. You're not enough yet. You're this club. Now you need to be this club. You're this elite status, diamond, triple, whatever. That's not enough. Oh, Yeah. yeah. So for you to even ask that question, I find myself resisting because even right now I'm going, you're going to talk, we're going to talk again in three months. And I hope I'm different again, because I have decided to stop giving myself these marks of, I finally know myself. Are you kidding? I'm going to grow again. And then I'm going to have 
the next season of my life and my business. And I, I just hope that I keep staying open to knowing myself more and more. So today is the moment that I've known myself the most that I ever have. And that I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And reflectively, all of those last stages that I just was in the last year and a half had to happen to lead me here. So I'm proud of myself and grateful for those moments of not knowing and doing and doing the best I can and showing up in those spaces. A yeah. little flawed, but but totally giving myself surrendered over to the process. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you agree. I think you do because this is how I see you. I have learned that the best coaches, the best coaches out there, one, recognize that they have stuff. Two, they're doing the really difficult inner work to heal that stuff. But three, they do not for a minute believe or ever say that they've arrived. The best coaches on the planet that you think have their shit together, I'm telling you, I'm being coached by the best ones in the world. They're they're telling us, I mess up all the time. My shit comes up all the time. I respond differently. I catch myself faster, but I'm never, I'm always learning about myself. And I'm so, 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 so human and flawed. I love that you said that, that you're giving yourself permission to be growing while you're still a leader. And let me tell you where I got caught up is on the other end of the spectrum where I felt like I can't really be a leader or a coach or teach anything because I'm still learning. Uh I have to put it all together and have to get it all figured out and learn it all and be a certain way before I can authentically, right? Because one, they're going to smell it. They're going to notice it, right? And it's just, it's really beautiful the way you show up. And I think that that's one of the many reasons that you are attracting so many clients. Uh, Well, absolutely. And and honestly, is why I've created my business the way that it is because I am quick to shame. I'm quick to say, be perfect, Kelly, so that you don't have to risk those things. And then I feel ashamed when I disappoint people or like, what's wrong with you, Kelly? Why couldn't you do it perfectly or get it together? So instead, I've said, wait, 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 wait. Okay, let me get this straight. We all have this beautiful business, this thing to to create in the world as entrepreneurs or as leaders in in this personal growth space or business. We're all bringing our humanness to this contribution, to being leaders. Why are we all not embracing our whole human? And it's one of the reasons I've created this entire business, my entire program. I'm, I'm only doing one thing for work right now. I have one program and it's called Peaceful Performer. And in Peaceful Performer, we build a business based on first figuring out who are you? How can we hold with compassion and curiosity and grace your human version of you in this moment? What lights you up? Where do you lean in? What are, where are your personality traits? How can we know yourself well enough to only be able to say yes to that in building business? So we get your peace down. How can you live in the moment and matter? Then we go to your purpose. What's this contribution you want to bring to the industry or the marketplace um, right now? And then we apply the business strategies that matter to you, the right ones. Because so many people go, it's after this sales coach or this podcast or this program. Once I've learned that, then I'll be confident enough or then I'll have enough money that I can rest in vacation. It's like, but but we're, you're going to grow again. And you're going to need a new thing again and again. So we take on this whole human business approach. What if we just embrace our whole humanness and our growth while we pursue business and do great work? And so thank you for recognizing that on me because that's what I literally help other women do. I help them win really, really big in business, but without denying any parts of their whole. Yeah. And I, and I think what you're doing is helping women win in business because you're helping them win first in life. Yeah. You're helping them discover who they are. I mean, this entire podcast of mine, of ours, I'll say, is about excavating the true real you, digging for her, mining for her. And then once finding her, celebrating her, all of her 
and walking into the world confidently as her. And that's what you're doing with this program. I can tell by the way you're describing it. It's almost like our podcast and your program are the same in that you're starting first with that foundational piece, which is missing. It's missing in women. We don't have permission to think about that, talk about that. We're too busy. Even if we're not hustling and grinding, I know those are very overused terms right now, but even if we're not like caught up in the hustle, we're caught up in the opinions of the world, the expectations of our family, feeling like we're broken mothers and we're not serving enough. And, you know, we're so far from that true north. And then we're trying to, you know, polish ourselves up and put a little lipstick on and, and not understanding that there's work in the basement that needs to happen. And I love that you're doing that. You're, you're cleaning up that foundation in that basement first. We got to learn how to human. Some of the biggest breakthroughs that have exponentially given me success in business has been my ability to understand my emotions, to understand my body, to understand my brain, to understand how healing works out of this created body vessel that I have. And so, so many women in business just think it's this next strategy or course or book that they need to do. And then they, it's like, hold on. But again, we're bringing this broken human into a new situation. And it's not one or the other. It's the two together. It's the three together. It's the five parts together. So what I want to teach women to understand is that it's the parts of the whole. You you aren't going to master one piece or be so successful in one area of your life and it make up for the lacking in other areas of your life. All parts matter to the whole. And I've created a container I wish I was a part of where we talk about all of that at the same time that we are talking about moving the needle forward in the businesses that matter to us in the leadership you know, roles that we're playing. We, we do all of it together because to ignore one part of the conversation, it's like bad medical advice. It's like, I've got to ask you about the other things that are happening in your body and your life before I give you a diagnosis. Oh, for sure. I mean, there are people that get caught up in the inner growth. And they're on this, this constant, constant growth journey. They're not getting anything done. Absolutely. Like, like you're so right. It's both parts. And then you can teach someone the best strategy in the world, give them the best techniques. They can have all the bells and whistles, but if they don't like who they are and they don't understand their triggers and they're being driven by old, old trauma stories. You and I both know. They're, they're probably not going to sell anything or excel in anything. And if they do, it will be fake and they will collapse and they will hit a wall and they'll fall in the corner and wonder what happened. Absolutely. And you're such a great marriage of, of the two of them, you know, because you're, you're teaching them the inner work and, and then also the techniques and the success coaching on top of that, which is so awesome. So before we, we finish up, I would love to touch on, you know, you said you've had growth in all areas. And one of them has been your spiritual growth. And I love that you're, you're pushing the boundaries, you know, with your traditional way of, I would say, spiritualing, <laughs> right? Yeah. The traditional way. And you just went to Sedona and you told me that you're working with an energy person. And, and I know that makes some people itchy. Now, other people are like, why would it make you itchy? That's so weird. I get that, right? But I used to be the person who right now is listening going, oh, wait, 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 wait. you do what? Oh, oh so, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like, how is it that you told me that you're just now realizing how powerful your intuition is? Like, let's oh, get into gosh. all that. Okay. Here's former version of Kelly. Wherever the box is, put me in it. <laughs> okay? Whatever the box was, I'm in it. And I felt really comfortable with my labels. White, Christian, leader, business, entrepreneur, whatever you want to put, put all the boxes. And anyone outside of that, it felt dangerous to me. It felt really dangerous. But here's how cool it, it has grown for me. When I decided that I wanted to start healing this physical thing that was happening on my body, anxiety and depression, and I don't know if you've ever experienced the inability to breathe with anxiety, it is petrifying mm -hmm. to imagine that you're suffocating. I would sit up in bed at night and literally hold my chest and push my arm down on my leg to try to expand my lungs to get a full breath. And I would tell my husband, like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to breathe. 
until you understand what it's like to not know if your body is going to function okay, I was willing to do whatever it took to get my body back to health again. So I started working with all types of health and doctors. And what it opened me up to was really, I mean, I am a thirsty, hungry, whatever you want to call learner. Um, I love to learn. And so I started to learn how the body works, how the mind works, how neuropathways work, how the nervous system works, how trauma happens in the body, how it stays in your cells. Like the trauma that happened with my postpartum depression didn't just happen in my mind. It happened in every cell, the fingertips in my, you know, my fingertip cells. It's all in my body. And this is not like, oh, this is just the way they think it is. This is what science is proving. So I just wasn't open to that before because I thought it was all woo-woo. And I was like, so y'all are crazy over here with this energy healing and this ability to do whatever. And I remember this woman saying to me, she said, you know how when your kids get hurt, you know, they run to you and you run to them and you hold them, you're healing them. Why do we do that by nature? Why do we do that by instinct? Why does it actually make a difference to them? So I was like, whoa, okay, yeah, we do do that. I don't know. Let's look into that. So I started just realizing we're all energy. We're all energy. And wow, our thoughts can heal us and the things, the way we move our our body. So anyone who's listening, I want you to imagine that I'm talking to Jill right now, depressed. What do you imagine my body language looks like? Now I want you to imagine, you probably are imagining I'm slumped over. I'm hunched. I'm closed in. My legs might be crossed. We know what a body position looks like that communicates closed, depressive. Now imagine me excited. What does my body look like? My shoulders are back. I'm expansive. We can lie to each other, but we can't lie to the body. And the body doesn't lie to us. So what I realized was I could even start healing myself based on the way I position my body, how open it is, how closed it is. I'm communicating to myself how I feel. And all of that's interconnected. And so like some people might be like, oh my gosh, I'm very uncomfortable. What else might be true here? Mm. Just where I'm at. What else might be true here? I have proven myself wrong in so many paradigms that I sat with for a couple decades that I'm, I'm just open to challenging the next one and the next one to see. And I'm seeing what fits for me. I can't meet you, Jill, and you tell me your way of being and me agree to it. I'm going to go, hmm, interesting. What else might be true? Let me, I would say, I try it on to see if it fits. Does this feel good for me? And what that's taught me is even my own intuition. I, I always thought others knew better than me. I was that girl who was like, should I start a new business? Let me pull 10 friends. And if seven out of 10 yes. say yes, then I should. I didn't trust myself. Yeah. I didn't trust myself. And what I've realized was, there are these moments that I look back and I'm like, I knew, I knew everyone has intuition. It's how much, how strong that muscle is, how often we practice that, that we learn to trust ourselves. And so with spirituality, with business, with relationship, all of that, I'm just opening up to what else might be true here. And again, it just feels expansive. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Mm. And so what is your intuition telling you in this stage of your life? What are the messages you're getting now that you're recognizing that it's there? You recognize that you can trust it and you're working that muscle. What are some of the, you know, intuitive hits or downloads as they call them you've been getting lately that you maybe are surprised by? Are there any that you're surprised by or you're excited about or you're curious about? Yeah, that's so good. I've been practicing growing this intuition muscle by asking myself yes or no questions to see what I feel like. Do I want to eat outside? Yes, I do. Do I want to have chicken or steak for dinner? Uh, Oh, can't make a decision. Do I want chicken? Yeah, I do. Do I want steak? Nope, I don't. Like I'm practicing that. So I'm actually allowing that skill to even translate into who I want to learn from and what I want to do next in my business. Because so many times, I know I had a post that resonated with you, just because I can doesn't mean I should. (sighs) I'm the queen of like, 
envision Wonder Woman with her hands on her hips. And I'm like, I could do anything. Yes, I have such a big mind that I go, I could have a podcast and I could write a book and I could go travel the world and I could take my kids with me and I could homeschool them. And I could, I'm like, I could do anything because I can picture myself doing anything just because I can doesn't mean I should. So I'm allowing my intuition to say, okay, do I want to travel with my kids because my career allows me to? Yes. Do I see myself homeschooling my kids in order to do that? No. (laughs) Okay. No. Okay, good. I'm not the educator. Okay. But even certain coaches, I'm going, do I feel myself leaning in? Do I feel myself leaning into Kelly? Yes. Okay, cool. Let's go follow her on Instagram. Let's DM her. Let's take a step towards it. I'm just allowing myself to say, where am I leaning in and where am I leaning out? And heading towards that instead of saying, oh, she must be my next coach or that must be, I must be meant to write a book today because I know I'm meant to be an author. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just let it unfold as it's unfolding. But I'm, I'm saying yes to the things I want to lean in on and take a step towards. And it sounds like what you're saying too is that what your intuition in this stage right now is telling you is listen to your intuition. Oh, literally, that's what it's saying. It's, it's saying, pay attention let's, to me. Let's pay attention. And let's trust it because again, I am a recovering, bending woman who who walks into rooms. And so I'm going, okay, that's what I'm practicing right now and only agreeing to that because all of our future is created by the decisions that we're making today. So I just want to keep saying what's coming through today. Let me be obedient to that. I'll try again tomorrow. And what's beautiful too, I just realized as you were talking, Kelly, is that by you listening to your intuition, which is telling you, listen to me, listen to me. When you focus on that, it's forcing you. That action alone is forcing you to be that way. The way that your intuition is telling you to be. Isn't that yes. interesting? By listening to your intuition, you're practicing that. Yes. And my my overachiever in me is like, ah, let's do all the things and connect to all the people's. I, I want to do that. Instead, I'm just taking the actions that were aligned today. And I'm just trusting that they will work out. And I'm doing this long enough that I'm actually, um, anyone who's listening who wants to start practicing this, I have a little notebook that I write down, Holy Spirit hits. What came through today? Who did I think about? What questions did I ask myself? And I literally have it right next to Great idea. And so I'm tracking how my intuition has shown up in that supernatural support that I don't have to rush. I don't have to be all today in order to do something big and meaningful. I can be right where I am and trust the process. And I'm sure you've noticed this, Kelly, but for anyone who hasn't gotten to that spot yet, what will happen with your intuition is that the more, the more trusting you are of your intuition, the more honoring you are of it, the more obedient you are to what you hear you will get more and more and more and more. And they'll turn into not just, I'm going to ask myself a question. Do I want to do this? It's going to turn into you're driving down the road and you see something on the back of someone's car. You're going to see messages. You'll start seeing angel numbers that will just pop up. One, 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 you know, 11, 11, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, 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 five, five, five. You'll have people say things to you. And you'll have a feeling in your body when they say it. And you know that that is God speaking to you through the person. It's so interesting. I just interviewed someone recently. I think you'll be very fascinated by her, Kelly. She's an intuitive healer. And she reads, uh, does the Akashi or Akashic Soul Record readings. And it was fascinating. We were talking about this exact conversation. We were talking about the things that you'll start seeing. Because if you, if you trust that, you know, your angels want to speak to you on a regular basis and you'll see more and more and more. And I love the fact that think about where you were and where you are now. You know, it's a pretty good place to be. You really didn't have to dig anymore. You really didn't have to start following your intuition any more than you already were because you, you followed it in such a huge way by taking that courageous leap and you really could have just cashed in. And just coasted there. Honestly, you got a great business. Things are great. You're out of that other chapter. But the fact that you're saying, you know what? I think I want to open up a little more. That's, that's such a gift to you, but it's a gift to all of your clients. It's a gift to everyone listening. So I invite everyone who's listening to, obviously, if something doesn't resonate, just let it wash over you. 
But if anything Kelly's saying, or as she said, if, if her energy at all is tapping you, there's a reason for that. And if something she says resonates, write it down, you know, explore it. So tell us about the coaching that you do. How does this work? Like, do you have programs that you only have one program, it sounds like, that people can enroll in. What does that look like? And how can they learn more from you? And also, don't forget to tell them about that quiz that you have. Yeah. So um, right now, I have one program because, again, when I asked myself if I could do anything, what would I do? I thought I would do something all the way. And I would give my heart and self over to it. And when I thought about my best work, it wasn't five weeks or six weeks or 12 weeks, it felt like my favorite thing is to grow alongside of people and to give them the space to do that. And so um, I have a program called Peaceful Performer Mastery and it's six months or a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally we're going to do a half a year or a whole year together and you will be building a business, but we do it filtered through your peace, your purpose, and then your profit. So it puts you in an immersion space of community and habit change, rewiring of your brain at the same time that you're taking business growth strategies that work in the industry. Oh, that sounds wonderful. So what are you hearing from some of your students and your clients? Like what are they telling you has happened in their lives and in their businesses as a result? Yeah. Well, uh, one client's coming to mind. She's a mother of four. She had a, a business for years And she started going through this process and really staying in tune with herself at the same time that she was growing her company. What ended up happening was she shifted so much that she realized, I'm in the wrong job. I'm in the wrong career. She stepped away. And in 90 days, she made more income in 90 days than she made the entire year Mm. previously. She bought a, a van for their family. She said, we've been dreaming about a new van for forever. She's still a homeschooling mom and she's built an entire online teaching business. And she's one of many women who have walked away with success in their personal and their, their business lives. I mean, what, you know, what's funny is a lot of my clients end up losing weight. It's so funny. I'm like, this is not a weight loss class at all, but they end up changing their brain. They end up changing their habits and their choices and their thought processes because I challenge them. And I don't even just challenge them. I challenge them to the point of taking accountable action. So they end up shifting in these tiny little shifts. The same way you change your, you lost your life is the same way you get it back in tiny, imperceivable shifts. And we just do it over time and in such an accountable way that all of a sudden you turn around and you go, Oh my God, look how far I've come. And the magic starts to happen. And so. You know, she's one of many success stories, but it kind of filters into all the areas of their lives. But absolutely, these women are walking away, being in a business, redefining success for themselves by this whole human business approach, which actually for your listeners, I would love for you, I'll give it to you for the show notes, to take the whole human business quiz. You can actually take it and see, are you missing peace? Are you missing and lacking in your purpose? Or are you missing in the right strategies you need to profit in your business? It's super telling. And it'll give you some reflection so that you can see you know, where you may need to level up in order to be a more whole human business approach. And of course, I'm on Instagram. So follow me at Kelly Brock. I spend time in my DMs Monday through Friday, hanging out all day long. But I love to either support or encourage people. So don't hesitate to reach out. I'm, I'm a real human. I like to act like one. <laughs> mm. And I'm not surprised that women are losing weight. You know, we could talk for another hour about that. But just all the things that they were holding on to before you got a hold of them that they decided to let go of. And then in the physical form, the weight just fell off. And I'm like, I, this is a yeah. side effect. Your love life, your personal life, your confidence and everything's going to change when we rock your business. They're like, okay. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. This has been a wonderful experience and so grateful for you. I'm excited for our friendship to grow and to learn from each other and really, really encouraging you to start a podcast. (laughs) it's coming coming. Uh, you will be excited about that I think it's very much meant to be so thank you so much and everyone please share this episode and tag Kelly Kelly would you just spell your name for them yeah K-E-L-L-Y Brock B-R-O-C-K 
And that's my Instagram account. And it's Kelly Brock Co is my website. So can't wait to connect. Awesome. So tag Kelly and also let her know what you thought of this episode. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.